Welcome to The Rock Play, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. This is an outdoor podcast that aims for the head. I'm Colin True, and today Adam Jabber is back on the show. You can hear him as the host of the Out of Bounds podcast, which is part of the Out of Collective. And this time he's not here to make fun of my terrible cycling takes, but instead (laughs) he's going to talk about his true passion, skiing, which... Specifically today, we're going to talk about Bodie Miller's new brand, Peak Skis. But first, Adam, welcome back to the uh, to the Rock Fight, man. Thanks for coming back on. Yeah, dude, thanks for having me. I appreciate it always. I can't ride my bike that has a actual like front suspension fork now without thinking of you, feeling like I've, I've, I'm, I'm betraying my... <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to admit that you were wrong and think about it every time you get on a bike. It's okay. Well, so anyway, so Peak Skis is something that's been showing up. I feel like in outdoor circles and on social media a lot lately. And I was reading about them. I'm not really, um, skiing's not a part of my life as much anymore, but still trying to make sense of the brand. And I wanted to have someone on to show, I want to have someone on the show who not understands the ski category uh, from a product point of view, but also can speak to the reality of the consumer engagement with the brand. So in addition to your podcast and what you do without a collective, you're also the marketing director and buyer for a Colorado ski shop in West Springfield, Mass., no free ads, but we'll give you one right there. So definitely checking, uh, you definitely check both boxes. Let's start with the actual product itself, you know, before we kind of get into the brand. So the skis themselves, you know, when I was researching the brand, the product reviews I find seem to be largely positive, um, which I would sort of expect though, because it's kind of a base level of competence with any new product coming, you know, that comes out today from the outdoor space, you know, people just sort of yeah. expect shit to work. But what is your yeah. personal impressions of the peak skis themselves? Uh, they're fine. I think they're fine skis. Like we had one before I dumped it on eBay. Like it's like, it's an okay ski. Like, is it worth $7.99 or $8.99, whatever they're getting for them? No, like it's not that kind of ski. It's not any better than anything else on a traditional wall. Um, it's not even close. And I will stand by this until I die. Like whenever a new brand comes out, the first thing that they should do is float skis to people that are in certain circles that will say nice things. Somebody gives you a free pair of $800 skis, you're going to say a nice thing. I think that's where all those reviews come early on. And that's why you'll look at it and it'll just be like, yeah, great skis, great performance, blah, 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 high end, Bodie Miller's on my ski, like all this stuff. Or like you look at Ski Mag and you'll be like, oh, okay, they won a lot of stuff. Like they must be really good. It's like, no, they must have spent a lot of money on the marketing aspect of it so that ski mag can't say anything negative about it it's just not they're just fine skis like i'm not going to tell you they're bad because they're not they're skis they put wood in them there's metal edges there's a p-tex base they're fucking skis innovation sort of a misnomer like these days right i mean it's like nothing you follow a playbook and you can make anything like i've said this i'm sure i've said this on the show before like you and i right now could create an entire apparel line in the next hour and have it produced and have prototypes to us in like two weeks and that's not really an exaggeration you know what i mean like it's 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 easy to kind of relatively easy to make something new so if you're coming to market i don't think any you shouldn't be saying like these are the best ever you shouldn't even be saying this is, you know, better than at all. It should just be like, no, you should expect this to work. Yeah, this is a great ski. You want to support Bodhi. You want to support the athletes. You want to support the brand. We're here for it. There's people that have worked in the industry for a long time that are backing this brand. They're doing some of the things right when it comes to positioning the brand. But I mean, if we're going to call it innovation, like did the cereal that I made this morning is innovation because I put a little extra milk in it. Like it's not, it's not innovation. It's so ridiculous to say that creating a ski like that is, is innovative. It's just not. 
Well, their their claim to fame is the the keyhole technology, where they're like, I guess they're popping out a, a hole in the middle of the ski to kind of create some sort of uh, rebound at the front tip. Is that kind of what well, that is? Congratulations, dude! Forty other brands have that on a wall. Like, <laughs> bless your hearts for naming it keyhole. Like, that's your innovation is that you named it a slightly different thing. Somebody else had that name too for a skin mechanism. Like, it's not. Yeah, there's nothing new about it. Well, the innovation part's kind of important to their story anyway of how they're trying to present to the public, right? Because if you look at the videos on their investment page, because you can invest into the brand yourself, right? There is sort of a crowdsource opportunity. But it has this, it opens with like a a Steve Jobs quote. And then their videos are like showing people like riding around on horses and like their whole heritage of the brand and like how they're, you know, and Bodhi and everything like that. But and talk yeah. and talk about those investment points. I mean, it does seem that the brand seems to be well financed, but is it's also crowdsourcing. Um, they but don't they have money. They don't have money. Like they have money that they waste. Like that is they had money that they wasted. Is the better way to say it. Like I don't think that they're doing very well financially. Um, I can tell you, any brand that is putting skis at fifty percent off in January is not doing very well as far as ski sales go. And I can tell you if they still don't have money at the end of that, one, duh, because you just sold all your stuff at half off. And B, like, there's no way that as as a second point, there's no way that things are going well if you're deciding to dump it, right? Like, there's just not. The good stuff stays at retail even throughout the summer or it goes just barely on sale past season. Like, you're not seeing this stuff at super closeout. And you're definitely not seeing it year one in January. Like, that is absurd. Well, then there's the hype around Bodie Miller, right? I mean, because there's, you know, there's the keyhole technology, which, you know, they're like, oh, this is this is the new shit. And then, but it's also coming from the mind of, you know, Bodie Miller, the you know, top of the pyramid ski enthusiast and native New Englander, right? So as a New Englander, though, it's kind of a bonus here that you're also a New Englander. What, what are, do you, you have a, a I was, attachment? I was there's the word I'm trying to, to call You have an attachment to Bodie. I was, no, I was hoping, I'm too young to have an attachment to Bodhi. I think he's fine. I think he's cool. I think he like, isn't a ski racer. Like he is a ski racer, obviously, but he's not like your typical ski racer. So people attach themselves to him because he's like a new Englander and he like just skis hard shit and he skis it fast and he just is loose. Like I like that kind of skiing too. And I like the way he skis. I have no, no attachment to him as a person. And I actually think to like go and claim that Bodie Miller is this like ski brand aficionado because he's failed other ski brands in the past. Like that doesn't mean anything good. Like if I tank a bunch of companies, like if I went and tanked the collective tomorrow and like this whole thing blows up and fails for me to go on to the next one and be like, Oh, I'm the creator of like the successful brand that I tanked and failed and went out of business. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't lend itself to trust. It seems like a cash grab. And I was op- I was actually hoping that you were going to talk, that you were going to call it a pyramid scheme when you said pyramid. Oh. <laughs> because it kind of is. Like, it's very, like, it's very odd. It's very, like, I just don't know who gives a fuck about Bodie Miller in terms of making skis. Like, I like Bodie. I think he seems like a cool guy. But you know what? Bodie's got money. Bodie's fine. Bodie doesn't need this. I think it's just a new way for him to make a, a little extra money. And I think... Andy Worth came to him and he was like, do you want your own skis? And he was like, yeah. Like, I think that's basically how the conversation went. He's like, we'll get a bunch of money. We'll get a bunch of investors. People are doing it. We'll keep it for three years and then we'll sell it. Like, I think that's what happened. 
I guess that's kind of why the sort of like how people expand in different categories. You know, I mentioned, I talked about it before, like, you know, Loa going in the you know, trail running. And I have no problem with Loa going in the trail running. I'm, my, my question is, do you understand the uphill battle you're going to face to become an established trail running brand, even if you're yeah. already making different kinds of shoes, right? You have to go steal shares. It's not just going to be offered to you. You know, skiing is not an underserved market. Right. I don't have to tell you. I mean, you you make how many ski video review videos do you make a year? Right. I mean, it's kind of like there is plenty of uh, you, you are not you know, lacking yeah. for choices to talk about skis at this point. So to kind of kick in the door and be like, hey man, we got Bodie Miller, we got technology, we're doing shit that nobody's ever heard of before. And then to hear someone like yourself say, Yeah, they're fine. It's kind of like it kind of yeah. flies in the face of the uh of the brief, you know. Yeah. It's uh it's hilarious. This whole thing is is very very absurd to me. It doesn't like if you put it on a wall, what is differentiating that ski from anything else construction wise? And the simple answer is nothing, right? Like I don't like renowned skis. I hate renowned skis actually. I think they ski bad, but you know what? Like when they started, they were like, here's this rubber blue glue or goo that goes on the inside of your ski and it makes it more damp. It works better. It blah, 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 blah. They didn't even do that. They were like, here's the same shit we use in every other ski. Cool. Like, and that was the whole thing. Like, I'm, I just don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I mean, that's the the gist of my whole opinion is I don't get how this makes any sense for them, but whatever, man, I guess good on them. Like they're making shit. It's working for them. Keep doing it. And, uh, I'll see them at, uh, at a tag sale and a year what is a differentiator like right especially either either from like you're going to sell it in your shop or even just as you're going if you were going to recommend to somebody like you're getting into skiing like what do you look for like what what is the kind of like what would you say say to them hey you're you want to create a new ski brand here's the opportunity i mean is there even an opportunity for a new brand at this point dude i don't know i don't know what else can be done like i don't know what else can be done in terms yes the the thing that you can do is you can make a ski that is very similar to what exists right now and you can improve on some of the complaining points there's always room to improve on certain categories that exist right you can make touring skis actually ski good like a couple brands have done this year you can make you know the old blizzard rustler was a little soft in the tip so they added metal to the tip this year so it's a little more aggressive and now their next innovation innovation for that ski is going to be like okay how do we make it a little softer but still keep it flat like there's always ways to go and progress a product but what i don't see here is anything that's being improved like i don't right. see a single thing that is different it's like they remind me of DPS a lot in the sense that they're like, here is this product. It's really premium. It's made out of carbon. It's fancy. It's marketed towards your doctor, lawyer, drug dealer type person. And <laughs> honestly, like I, I say drug dealer because it's included in that saying, but like the drug dealers wouldn't buy that ski. They're not that stupid. Like it doesn't make <laughs> any sense. But Peak Skis is kind of positioning themselves like that. It's like, are you are you a rich white guy? Do you want to be friends with Bodie? Well, if you spend X amount of money, maybe he'll, you know, send you an email. Like it, it's a little. There's nothing in the product that makes it any better than any other product on the wall. I mean, even regardless of Bodie, and I mean, how old you are, how old you aren't, whatever. It, do athletes endorse? Do athlete endorsements even really matter in terms of like, do they really matter? I don't think they like, I think it's important to have, but I also don't know if you you hang it all on one person. I think athletes sell skis. Uh, I do believe that they sell skis to a certain extent. 
Um, I think the ski has to be good. I think the ski has to have something to it. I think the athlete mm-hmm. part comes secondary. I would have loved to see them roll out year one and have no athletes and just lean on the product. Cause right now they, they have some great names. Like I love Michelle Parker. She's one of my favorite people in the entire industry. She's genuinely one of the best human beings that I think is around us. She's skiing those skis. To me, that's really, really cool. And I know people that will buy it because she skis them that are close to her and like they'll end up on those skis. I think it works for that reason, but I don't think it being like, oh, this is Bodie's brand does anything for the brand. I think it would have been better if you were like, oh, Bodie is a key investor in this product. He's pushing it. I actually think that Bodie being so heavily like heavily involved on the marketing and in, and in everything that Peak does is a negative thing because it just sounds like they're leaning on that so hard that nothing else matters. It's like when he's not relevant Bodie? anymore. He's he's not he's he's no. an he's an old skier. Like no no offense, Bodie, but you're an old skier, man. He's old as shit. And like I I will say, like last year at Snowbound at the Expo, he had a huge crowd of people waiting to listen to him talk. But I don't think that's because anybody cares about what his actual opinions are. I think it's because nobody's seen him talk in a long time. You get right. the opportunity to go watch someone speak for $5 of an entry fee or $0 of an entry fee, you're going to go. I, I don't think it's – I don't think he moves product the way that they think he moves product. And I don't think that it's I, – I just don't think it's relevant. I think this goes back to, and we talked about this too before we hit record about, I mentioned on the the backcountry.com stuff about selling something on heritage and innovation and how heritage doesn't matter like it used to and innovation doesn't exist anymore. So, you know, the the only way, if you and I right now were planning a new brand, whether it was ski or apparel or whatever, it'd almost be like, like, I think I said to you, the the model is like Pit Viper, like make it badass, make it irreverent and cool and make people just want it. Right. You know, yeah. where's where's your freaking, you know, weird pop up store that only has 100 things and you drive demand, and you sell out in five minutes is like, yeah, like, let's do this as like scarcity mindset year one. Not we have so many yeah, right. off in January. Come by them, please. We're giving them the fuck away. Right. Like, let's just pretend we let's only make. 500. What they did is they put themselves in such a financial hole year one and year two that like, yeah. Now we need to move product. And like, I'm looking at some of the numbers that they're boasting, which I don't even think that they're real, but they're like, oh, there's 4,000 skis sold, 3 million in revenue. That's not plus five-star reviews. Yeah, and, like, and, and raising funds at a 12-time multiple, by the way. There's the valuation at 36 million. Yeah, that's fucking insane <laughs> to do that, dude. I actually am like shook that they've raised $531,000. Like I am shocked that anybody right. gave their money to this company. And like, by the way, at a at a fucking hundred thousand dollar investment, you get skis and you get to go ski with Michelle and Bodie and Dav. Like, all right, or sorry, fifty thousand dollars, you get to do that, or you get a hundred thousand dollars, you get a private semi private day with Bodie Miller. Like. For a hundred grand, dude, <laughs> Bodie should come clean my kitchen. Like for real. Like it's while wearing skis. <laughs> fucking crazy, dude. You can go anywhere on the planet and you might run into a pro athlete and make a lap with them. Like that's not a yeah. that is so beyond insane to me that you're gonna go and be like, yep, here you spend this much money. That and that right there tells you who they're marketing towards. Seriously. Yeah. Because if they're like, yes, uh, yeah, they're looking for people that have money 
and that will invest in their brand because they're stupid enough to think that this is the next big thing. And you know what? There's people out there. I see people spend money on dumb shit all the time. So how's it play out? I mean, do you think, are they even around in a few years? Do you feel like- Out of business in two years. Wow. Just gone? Maybe three. Well, I think once they finish their athlete contracts, I think they sell it. I think they give it away. I think Blizzard buys them for $25. I think they, I, I don't see it existing. There's nothing to suggest that this is going to last long enough. They haven't been smart with their money. They haven't been smart with their marketing. They haven't been smart with the product development. It just doesn't make sense. I think the skis are, again, I really think the skis are fine. I don't think they're bad skis. But I think that the way that they're positioning this is going to limit them substantially in how they can sell direct to consumer. Because if you look at brands like J Skis and Forefront and whatever, it's not like they're doing 10x of what Peak is right now. Like they're maybe doing five times as much. And those are better brands with core followings that actually like have that give a reason for the customer to buy. Now, I don't know their numbers. I can't tell you definitively that it's not 10x, but even if it is, like we're talking about a much bigger multiplier to get to the valuation that Peak thinks that they have. This is not enough money. And there's so many costs involved. Like I can tell you just in marketing alone, they've spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars annually to get to $3 million. I just don't see, or whatever it is, $4 million. It it, it doesn't make mathematical sense that this brand lasts more than a couple of years. And uh, like we said at the beginning, there's not a market advantage in the product. It's not like you're sitting there going, God. but holy shit, man, these skis are sick. They do this thing that no other ski has ever done, yeah, which is yeah, kind of exactly. how they're positioning the brand is that that's the case. Yeah. Like, does it turn for you? Does it make me good at skiing? Yeah, right. No, neither of those things happen. Like, so right. I don't understand what exactly said I don't understand 400 times, but like, yeah, right. that's well, that's, I that's why I wanted to have this conversation because it's just mind boggling. I don't understand. Yeah. No one should understand. And if they're telling you that they understand, they're either paid or they don't, they don't understand. They just want to act like they understand. Well, and then just read the tea leaves here of everything we've talked about, right? You know, so you know, it's a, the, the ski's relatively unremarkable in terms of like the claims being made against it. You know, they're, you know, spending a lot upfront to your point on the athlete side and then, you know, trying to get on, you know, uh, get the word out through, through a podcast like yourself, whatever, spending a lot of money on that, making a lot of claims around, you know, fundraising and valuations and things like that, while also simultaneously running huge deep discounted promotions. I'm not, I'm not ain't rooting for anyone to fail and I will happily like have you back on like a year, yeah. two, three years from now, if like they are yeah, become right. the ascendant brand of the ski industry. Yeah. But I think you've been doing this long enough, especially, especially on the ski side and on the retail side and in the ski yeah. you know, world. I definitely have had my time at brands. I understand how these things kind of play out. I think, and you're the fact that you just went two, three years, they're gone. It's probably a safe bet. Oh, the money line on that. It's like, minus 5,000 that they're gone in two years. Like, I just can't yeah. see something's going to have to hit or they're going to get bought out or they're going to make some change and right. maybe they will make changes. Right. And maybe they will make changes to the brand that actually indicate that there's going to be some growth and some positive things. I just, the ski market is not that big. Like it's hard to make money as a ski company. You're telling yeah. me that in a couple of years, Peak is going to be able, with the funding that they have, which is a lot of funding comparatively to some of the huge brands even, you're telling me that they're somehow going to be this like white knight of the ski industry when Blizzard or Nordica or Fisher or K2 don't sell enough skis to make what they're saying worthwhile. Like 
those brands are not going to be, they're not moving very much. They're going right. to drop or gain 5% market share at the most in a season. Like that's it's a- not going to be an overnight change. So if you're telling me it's a 20 year build for peak skis, dude, fuck off. It's not yeah. even going to be, it's not even going to be like, we're not going to have skiing in 20 years. Never well, mind. That's- fuck that's a really interesting point that I kind of, you know, kick myself for not thinking about at the beginning of this, right? Because it's like, you think about, I'm, I'm making a comparison to footwear. It's like, I can still wear trail running shoes, like to go grocery shopping, right? Of yeah. all the kind of, you know, I still wear my Gore-Tex jacket if it's a rainy day outside. You know, there's a reason to buy stuff that comes out of the outdoor industry that kind of just blends seamlessly into your everyday life. Stuff like skis doesn't, right? So it's yeah. like, yeah, there is, there's a cap there, even if they're wildly successful, because you know, maybe some other buddy else drops out and you take their spot. It's still like, there's going to be, you know, here are the ski brands that we have and here are the amount of skis we're going to be able to sell every year. And hopefully yeah. climate change doesn't affect things too much, but if, even, even if it ends up being overblown and winters are great, there's still a limited amount of, of skis that can be sold every year. So you have right. to come in and take that, that share right. from somebody I mean, it's else. It's not like they're offering a price point product where they can sell to the masses. They're not right you're already talking about a fraction of the fraction, right? And this is like, even if they're good, right? Even if they are fucking awesome, right? You're talking about a very limited run of people that will buy that ski. Like it's the same price as an Nordica Enforcer. You are an idiot if you think that this is a better ski than an Nordica Enforcer for the money. It's not, like, it's just not. Like, and I I don't, skis are personal preference. For an individual, it might be, right? For one single person, it might be exactly what they need. And I'm using an enforcer as an example because that's not the perfect ski, but that's the ski that people sell the most of right now. It's not, there's not anything that would make me think that they're going to sell a tenth of as many enforcers as a company, like as Nordica does the one particular model of ski, Take that number and then go, okay, this is that category, that fraction of skiers that can spend $7.99 on a flat ski. And then go, okay, how much of the market does that actually make up? It's like 20%. Like, so you're talking about targeting 20% of the market while going and saying, okay, we're going to take over that 20% of the market. That is the hardest category to sell skis at, right? It's just not... The money, the math, none of it makes any fucking sense. Well, and not, I don't want to just sit here and like say we, would, we had this conversation just to shit all over them, although that is kind of what's happening. But I think a lot of it is just sort of trying to wrap my head around the why of this, right? Because that's a really good point. Like the personal preference, like why you're going to buy a ski, right? So if you're going, again, you're going to enter the market, you're going to bring something new and you're going to do it in a way that you're, and, and your plan is we're going to have this you know, okay, great. Object objectively, it sounds like the product is as good as something else that already exists. You can you can make all the claims you want. That's fine, but really, it's basically the same as some of the things that already exist. So we're going to hang everything on this Bodie Miller differentiator. It's like no yeah. man, like wh- you need to play into why people want to buy stuff. Why would people want to buy your skis? What is, what is the marketing that doesn't exist that you can attract a whole group of people to come to your product because they're not they're not being served from a messaging from somebody else. And this is kind of what I'm bringing it back to for the, all of the sports we do is again, this idea of like, oh, it's heritage and it's innovation. Can we please stop with that? P- stuff works. We don't, Nobody buys anything anymore wondering if this is going to perform. They might not, it may not be like, ah, I kind of like that other thing better. But the what the thing I bought still is okay. 
But that's yeah. that's the baseline now. Everything works. So what Dude, is your message? Good. You can go into a ski wall, like into a ski shop and go on the wall and pick any ski and it'll be fine. Yeah. Like even if it's the totally wrong ski for you, it will be fine. And that's what that's where we're at right now. So the standard is much higher to make something big, like make something really good and say, it, it's especially if innovation is what you're going to hang it on. Dude, hell if yeah. you're creating the new rocker, right? Like you're creating skis that have a different style of turn initiation. Okay. There's your point right there, but we're not doing that here. We're not doing anything right. other than saying, okay, here's this ski, Bodhi, 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 Bodhi. And I, I genuinely believe that like adding DAV to the mix, as far as athletes go into pro model ski, is the best thing that they did mm -hmm. in the recent time, but it's also not going to change anything because now you got the semi light ski that we're claiming is torn, but people like dab actively right now. People know dab. He's a great poster boy for what big mountain skiing is. He always has been, and he always will be. I, I think that that was a good move. However, if we're pretending that dab did not sign with peak for any reason, other than the financial benefit and that the skis were good enough and he got to have his hand in the product development then we're lying to ourselves it's not again it's the standard is much higher than what it used to be if this was 15 years ago you could put the ski out on a wall and be like innovation but right now it's like you could put that you could paint 10 skis on the wall black and i guarantee you people would have a heart and maybe i'll do this is just go in and like <laughs> blackout graphics like like yeah. old video game guess who this is right. like and you wouldn't be able to do it nearly as often as you would think. Well, like I said, I'm not rooting against anybody. I'm, I'm happy to be proven wrong here, Peak. Um, but we'll see how I'm this okay plays out. I'm okay. If they make it right and they fix the yeah. things that they need to fix, then fucking awesome. And we'll look back on this and be like, Jabber's an idiot. He has no idea what he's talking about. He was wrong. I'm happy to be wrong. I've always been happy to be wrong. I've been wrong a million times before. And I might be wrong here, but I just don't see a way that this works out long term for them. And I also don't see a way as a consumer. I would love for somebody to come on and explain to me what their perceived benefit is, because I don't know what it is. I cannot find it. There you go. All right, man, we can wrap it up there. Uh, what's going well, on in the collective? Anything, anything coming out people should know about? I mean, YouTube is what we're pushing right now. It's been crushing lately, which is awesome. Um, and a uh, couple new shows, Alex Hackle. Um, I hope Boa show. is like just writing you checks because like the yeah, Boa content. Boa should be writing me checks, but they're not. <laughs> it's the, like the only reason we talk about Boa is because people keep commenting on it and telling me that it's stupid. So great. If you think it's stupid, I think it's stupid, dude. We're going to keep talking about it and we're going to keep running this bitch until the comments stop coming on it. Like I'm, you're feeding me indirectly right now. So please people keep telling me that Boa is dumb. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. I'll make sure we link everything. Go check out Out of Collective. Listen to Out of Bounds. Listen to Adam X. Listen to Michelle. Listen to all those podcasts. It's ski season. You guys are ramping up. It's your time of year for sure. Thanks for coming on and we'll, uh, I don't know, I'll be back on soon for something else. But remember, I've got to, got to be something else we can rant about. For sure. For sure. All right, brother. Thank Thanks, you. man. All right, that's our show for today. Thanks again to my guest, Adam Jabber. You can find all of the places where you can find him in the show notes. Want to get in touch with me? Tell me how much you love or hate peak skis? Send an email to myrockflight at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow and rate the show wherever you are listening. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening and here to take us out. Straight out of Gainesville, Florida, it's Krista Makes with the Rock Fight Fight Song. We'll see you next time. Rock fight.